What is up, everybody? We are back with everyone's favorite Steeler podcast, Steeler Crazy, the Chris Wormley and Friends Show. I'm JY. This is Mike. It's Victory Tuesday, but most importantly, my man right here got engaged. How does it feel? Congratulations to you and Michelle. The Steelers won for you. I know she went to Florida State. Florida State won for her. <laughs> it's just an all-around good weekend. I know Worm will talk about the Michigan victory. How does it feel, man? Congratulations. It feels good. Uh, I don't know if she's going to watch this show, but, you know, in my rankings, I would put maybe Steelers victory and then engagement right here. Oh, man. Um, no, I'm just kidding. You're going to start out a war. <laughs> she, she's absolutely wonderful. And I'll just leave it at this. I can't believe she said yes, especially after that last comment I just made. Maybe I won't be. How an could she say no to if that? She hair. watches this. How could she <laughs> say no to that hair? All right. As we said, we're going to talk to the star himself, number 95. So, Sammy, let's roll it and let's get to it. Steelers crazy. The Chris Wormley and Friends Show. J.Y. Mike, run it. All right, let's bring in number 95 himself, Mr. Wormley. What's How going on, guys? Yeah, what's man. Up, big what's week- up? Big weekend. You got the Michigan. You know, they they whooped up on Ohio State this this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Mike got engaged, I think, is uh, maybe maybe top priority of the show. Uh, a lot of W's. We're just going man, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I want to be invited to the wedding, but if I can get a bachelor, bachelor party invite, I'll, I'll gladly take that one. Oh, I got uh, you, man. I'm already planning uh, ahead. I, I, uh, I know, I, I, I know, I know. Jy and whoever else you got going, man, are gonna have a hell of a time. But uh, no, man, congratulations to you. Uh, you're joining joining the married gang here soon, so uh, that's awesome, man. But uh, yeah, man, Monday night football got a W, made some big plays. Uh, I think it was maybe our most complete game as as a as a team, uh, running the ball. Kenny Pickett taking control of the game as far as not turning the ball over, making big plays. Um, Deontay seemed to get, get into his, his flow again, which, which was amazing to see, uh, you know, George Pickens continuing to make big plays, um, and our defense stepping up when we really needed to, um, with, with two turnovers and, uh, and a blocked kick. Yeah, obviously that was a much needed win. Just how good did that feel to get the road win and just, you know, get back in the win column? I know you kind of already uh, talked about it, but just tell us, you know, and especially the game that you have. I know we're going to play the clip uh, when Mike talks to you, but uh, yeah, just tell it. Like, how does that how does that feel after, you know, going through, you know, the struggles that you guys been going through earlier in the season to get that win? Yeah, anytime you can get a win, it's it's a bonus. Um, but I mean, on a personal level, anytime you can help a team, help the team win in a big way. Um, they, you know, they're on the one yard line there when when I, I recovered that fumble, um, and it was looking like they were going to score. Jonathan Taylor's, you know, probably one of the best backs, if not the best back in the league. And when they get down there like that, they're very very successful at at punching it in with him. So, you know, if they would have scored right there, we knew that we we you know had our backs against the wall. And we're going to have to pull something, uh, you know pretty crazy when it comes to uh you know winning the game and making making some big plays but um you know he fumbled it he's a, he's been a fumbler his whole life back even back in college and and now the first two years uh in the league 
Um, so, you know, I saw the ball and, and, and had to fight a 40 year old man for it, but, um, you know, <laughs> like, like my Instagram post that I I'd be, re I'd be a retired man uh, right now if I didn't, if I didn't pick that up, pick that up and then, and get to the sideline. Yeah. Let's, it. let's, let's, let's rewatch that. Go ahead. Yep. Look at that. I like that. It's liked by Jordan York, but tell us about this. Why, <laughs> I, that was my first question. Why, why would you be a retired man right now? If you would feel like you were older than 40 because Matt Ryan is a senior citizen. I mean, 40s, you know, 40s pretty old in the league, uh, but I'm, I'm 6'5", 305, 310 pounds. And if I would let a quarterback uh, win that, win that matchup between uh, me and him, I think I, I'd be humiliated, embarrassed. And <laughs> I don't know if I could walk in into a team meeting the next day and, and uh, show face. So, like I said, I'm glad I came up with it. And uh, it was a big play at a, at a big time in the game. Dude, here was one of my first thoughts. Obviously, we joked earlier this year about when you and, and Cam and Highsmith went to the WWE match and you guys were shown, you know, doing your thing, <laughs> cheering. I was like, that that is some wrestling moves right there. We talked about mm -hmm. Highsmith when Spillane was on being the uh, WWE guy moving forward, but you might have taken that crown after that move, man. Yeah, man. I mean, inspiration <laughs> and, and uh, I guess, you know, we come from a lot of places, so wherever you can find some inspiration, you take it and try and mold it into your craft. And I think that's maybe, maybe subconsciously or subliminally that that was uh, in the back of my brain when I was wrestling with 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 uh, Matt Ryan for the for the ball. It was cool. Give him the belt. Give him the belt. Yeah, All right, I want to talk a little bit about some other guys. You already threw out Jorge Pickens and some other players who were excellent, but some of the the unsung heroes this year that we haven't got a lot. Um, you know, I haven't seen a lot, I should say. Two guys really standing out to me. First, talk a little bit about Benny Snell. I know he's on the other side of the ball. You see this guy often. He plays majority of special teams, got his really his first snaps of the season on offense uh, yesterday, and he showed out. Yeah, Benny, uh, I think at least everybody in the building kind of knows the type of player that Benny can be when he gets a chance, and he, he showed that yesterday. He had a lot of big runs. He had that touchdown. Um, and not only is he, is he a solid uh, special teams player, but you know, he's, he's a power back that can convert on those, those short, those short third and ones, third and twos. I think he did that two or three times in the game. Um, so it was great to see him get that chance that he did, honestly didn't get all this whole year. Uh, I remember when yeah. I first came, came with, came to the Steelers, uh, that first game in 2020 against the giants Monday night, he ran for like a hundred 120 yards. So it's not like it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, but he just hadn't had the opportunity this year, and uh, I was really happy to see him succeed and, and get the, um, you know, the recognition that he did because uh, he's a great player, and I know that he's looking to continue to to prove that whether that's you know these next six games or with uh, you know another team next year. Uh, but I know that you know a guy like Ant Mac who uh, had a lot of um, you know potential coming out uh, had some injuries I think early in his career and. and uh, now he's been on our practice squad all year, but he really uh, had some big plays for us in the screen game and even in the run game, a couple draws here and there, um, really allowed us to to push the ball down the field and continue those drives. Tell us a little bit about, as well, uh, your defensive mate, James Pierre. Yeah, Amy, uh, you know, he's he sometimes gets a lot of crap for, uh, for some of the things that he, you know, that happens with him, uh, especially last year on some deep balls and, and getting scored on, but um, he always seems to be around the ball, always seems to make a play when needed. And, you know, the third play of the game, huge play. Um, and I think he's a type of player that can build off of that. And I know that we're going to continue to lean on him, uh, you know, for the rest of the season because 
he always seems to make a lot of plays uh, at the right time. And uh, that, you know, even if it was that first drive, it, it set us up, I think, for that big first quarter that we had as a defense. Yeah. So talk about the other side of the ball. I think everyone is watching for, especially this season, is just the progression of Kenny Pickett. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's a rookie, um, so rookies are going to make some some mistakes, and that's what he he's definitely done that, especially his first start of the year. Um, but as the season's gone on, as as he gains more confidence, um, more knowledge of of how an NFL game is is played and the flows and the ups and downs of it, um, he seems to be getting better and better. Um, is he throwing for five touchdowns a game and 700 yards? No, but he's controlling the game. He hasn't turned the ball over in, I think, two or three games. I think they said uh, 130-some passes or something crazy like that. Yeah. Uh, which I think I is – I think that's the biggest thing right there you said yeah. is, is no turnovers. Is it, yeah. That's that's really all I'm, you know, personally looking for, and I and I see it. So I so let's let's switch a little bit. You guys have the Atlanta Falcons, a quick week. Um, what have you seen on tape so far? So you favored a point and a half. There we go. Uh, honestly, I haven't, haven't watched any tape on them yet. Just uh, just been you know recovering from the from the game last yeah. night. Got in late. Uh, not a whole lot of sleep this morning, but uh, you know got the recovery in, got the workout in. Uh, watched film from from last night, but definitely going to you know dive into the tape um, when we get off this uh, get off this podcast. But um, you know they got a solid offensive line. Um, they got a quarterback in Mariota who I know is continuously looking to, to, um, make a name for himself, uh, after, after kind of having a, a rough go in, uh, in Tennessee. Um, and he's been, he's been playing well. I don't think he turns the ball over a whole lot. I think he makes good decisions. Um, and then they got a guy like Cordell Patterson, who not only is probably a hall of fame, uh, kick returner when it's all said and done. Um, but he's, he's found his niche, uh, and being a pretty, pretty nice running back, um, over the last couple of years with, with the Falcons. Um, so he's probably, that's, you know, that's going to be the number one thing is, is stopping him, Mariota and, and, and Patterson when it comes to the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball, I think we're just looking for uh, Kenny to continue to grow, continue to make those smart decisions um, and continue. Like we saw this past game, distribute the ball, um, you know, to multiple, multiple receivers, running backs out of the backfield. And I think that's where we have our most success. I'm I'm no offensive guru, uh, but it seems to me that when you when you get a guy like Deontay Johnson early in the game, um, I think he had you know three or four catches in that first mm-hmm. quarter. Uh, get him going, get him in the in the groove of things, and and then obviously Pat Pat Fryermuth, who is uh you know is about as sure of a target as anybody in the league, and then the young boy Jorge Pickens. Um, I think when you can kind of get that uh get that flowing, I think I think that sets Kenny up and it sets our offense up for for great success. Yeah, I agree. So, so what Jorge. do you guys? What? <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. Put it on the shirt. Uh, what do you guys have to do to keep stacking wins? What's the most? If you just off the top of your head, just one thing. I think just play as a team. Um, like I said at the beginning, this is probably our most complete complete win as as a team. Um, everybody worked together. Everybody um, put in you know the work to to get this to get this W. And we're looking to do that again in Atlanta. Chris, I want to give you a chance to address something that we talked a little bit about off air. There's been a lot of comments and feedback from NFL players recently about the artificial turf. A lot of guys are getting injured. You guys are playing back to back, you know, obviously in the Dome, Indianapolis, and now Atlanta. 
Tell us a little bit more from an NFL player's perspective about why that is not beloved. I think that's a fair way to put it. Um, I mean, personally for me, like my first year at Michigan back in 2012, I tore my ACL on, on a non-contact um, turf field. So I've, I've had, I've had some, some pretty uh, choice words for, for turf fields for a long time. Um, but I think when you look at it, it's 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 a slab of concrete with you know fake grass and and rubber pedal yeah. you know uh, pebbles um, on top of it. So when you talk about the impact that it takes on your knees and ankles, especially as you get older, um, it's it's not ideal. You know, I, I woke up today feeling a little more sore than I would if it was a grass field, and I know I know that's how it's going to be a week from now when I wake up uh, Monday morning after the after that game against the Falcons on their turf field, and it, it sucks because. Uh, or it's, it's it's unfortunate when you have to go from grass to turf to turf grass and back and forth because uh, a lot of other pros I don't think any other pro sports go back and forth maybe baseball I think baseball there's a couple of turf fields yeah. um, but I don't think the impact is, is is as hard as ours or at least you know they're, they're not a contact sport um, yeah. but you're not you're not expecting LeBron James to go and play on a clay a clay basketball court and and, and a wood court um, you know when soccer players come over here from the Premier League. They, they'll change a turf NFL field uh, and put grass over top. Um, you know, we're a multi-billion dollar company, organization, whatever you want to call it. And for us to not be able to uh, play on, you know, even surfaces every single, every single game, um, you know, I, I think we're doing the league and, and the game a disservice, especially when anybody gets injured. But when you got a star player that, you know, a 10-year-old kid's going to see, but he just got hurt the week before, um, and he won't be able to see him. You know, that was maybe his one chance to, to go see him play. Uh, it, it, when you, when you think of it like that and, and me growing up as a fan, um, it, it's a little disheartening that, that we can't, can't get grass and lower the, the, the percentage of, of, you know, major injuries. Interesting stuff. No question about it. You're watching the Chris Wormley and friends show a sick podcast production. Make sure you follow us down there at sick podcast Steelers. YouTube, the sick podcast, Steelers crazy. Also, of course, in tandem over here with us, the yinzercrazy.com founders, Mike and JY. All right, I know everybody loves their warm association. However, we're going to skip it. We'll get to it next week because I want to talk about those letters on your shirt a little bit more, man. I don't think you're going to be mad about I'll that. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, if let's do it. If we're pressed for time, we got to talk about these Wolverines. <laughs> you know, this isn't an ordinary win. This isn't Northwestern. You know, this isn't uh, – Purdue, who you'll have. I don't want to jinx anything to talk about that just yet. It's the Ohio State Buckeyes in the game. 45-23. First of all, did you get a chance to watch? I did. I uh, I caught second, third, and fourth quarter uh, of the game. And um, I'm not going to lie, I was a little nervous that first quarter, first and second quarter, um, you know, the action of that. Um, and I sat here last week saying that if, if Blake, Blake Corm doesn't play, I, I, didn't, I don't know if I liked our chances. Um, but JJ McCarthy showed why he was a five-star recruit a couple years ago. Um, he kept those boys in it, made some big plays down the field. Um, and number seven, Donovan Edwards, they stuck with the run. I think they had 10 yards at the half of rushing. Um, but they stuck with the run. They stuck with what they did well or what they do well. And that's running the ball. And on the defensive side of the ball, I give a, I give a hell of a lot of credit to Jesse Minter, their, their new defensive coordinator, who was my ex, uh, Former uh, neighbor when I was in Baltimore, he was a really? Baltimore coach, and we we lived it. We lived wow. next to each other. Wow! Um, so I was super happy for him. I think he's gonna uh, win that uh, defensive coordinator of the year award um, when it's all said and done. 
I think um, the the adjustments that he makes at halftime are second to none. Um, I don't I can't remember uh, a team in the last maybe month or so against Michigan that scored in in the second half a touchdown. Um, they held Illinois two weeks ago. I think they held Ohio State to um, maybe six or six points, three points, something like that. Crazy in the second half. Um, when you can do that to a team like that with a with the Heisman candidate like C.J. Stroud um, and a receiver like like Harrison, uh, I think um, you got to give a lot of credit and tip your hat off to to a guy like Jesse Minter. So um, it was a great team win, first win in, in Columbus in twenty years, over twenty years, um, and first time back to back wins against Ohio State, and I couldn't even tell you how long. So um, yeah, very very excited for those guys. I I, I loved watching it. Similar to last year, you guys head into a Big Ten championship as big favorites. I think it was Iowa last year, and then this year you have Purdue. How hard is it kind of sometimes when you're floating, you know, in the air to not take a team like Purdue lightly? <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine how those guys felt uh, coming back from Columbus that that night. Uh, I saw they stopped, they stopped at the hockey game in, in Harbaugh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and the boys got a standing ovation. I'm sure I'm sure the campus was rocking that night at the bars and, and restaurants and stuff like that. Um, but these guys are in the same position they were last year. They they got a taste of what it was like to win a Big Ten championship. Um, and I know those guys are ready. Um, obviously, Purdue, you know, they 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 won their their side of the of, of the conference. They won the West Division. Um, but Michigan should roll these guys. It shouldn't even be close. Um, and I know that those guys are looking to make a statement to uh, to possibly get that number one seed uh in in the college football playoffs and i know that that's their main focus is to get to the playoffs but this is just another stepping stone uh to get there but it it shouldn't even be close all right jordan i know that we got to ask this we'll end on something fun we heard maybe in regard to michigan ohio state we can blast this to all the buckeyes fans maybe you won a little bet or something yeah man me and me and cam had a little money on it uh Check him out on, on some of the media stuff tomorrow. I'm sure he'll be um, not not as happy as he is on on regular Wednesdays. But uh, yeah, man, took took some money from some a couple of the guys around the around the building, which which is always nice. It's going to going to my off season fund and uh, the bachelor so, party. <laughs> there you let go. me know. Yeah, it's and, going uh, to the bachelor party. <laughs> it was the first. Yeah. So no, it's anytime you can take money from Cam Hayward, it's uh it's a good day. So I was I was I was on cloud nine uh all Sunday. All right, July seventh, eighth, fourth of July weekend next year. Mark your calendar. There we Jordan, go. anything to close with, man? No, no, let's just let's just keep stacking these wins and, and great play, man. Like I said, uh, it it's just amazing. I, I swear that Mike said that you were gonna get a strip. I have the text. He texted me and he said, Chris is going to have a strip fumble. I think he's going to. Yeah, I did say that, actually. You did say that. So this week we're going to now, manifest. Now, Let's get a Mike Mar- Mario lottery sack, number maybe first. a fumble. Yeah, man. Yeah. I the... wish I could. Yeah. I'll tell you when the power. And I said Steelers by seven. And so there you go. Profits. I love it. Appreciate you, boys. Right. We're looking, looking to get number win number two in a row. First time of the season. And this is really, you know, crunch time. We got about a month and a half of the season. And. Every win is important and you know time to win out. Can't can't waste any more time, boys. Yes, sir. Right. Stack those W's. Thank you. Later, my man. See you. See you, boys. Yeah, man. As always, uh well, this is a special victory Tuesday. What what is that? 
The W. I'm stacking like a, W's. Oh, oh, okay. I think you were like Jameis Winston. What's that taste like? What did he do when you were looking at <laughs> you remind let's eat a W, Jameis Winston. Oh man, I don't think Kenny Pickett's gonna gonna let's do Let's not any make of that. that a clip. Eat a W. But, uh, maybe maybe Anello and Sammy can put me in side by side with Jameis Winston in oh, the W. I could go for some crab legs right now. You're making me hungry. <laughs> There are a lot oh, of effort, man. though. I, I did realize, like, when I go on vacation and get them, they're just, like, a lot of, I mean, you earn, you earn your meal because you got to crack them. And, but when it comes out correctly, man, I'm going to, I got to get some seafood. But, yeah. So, we have the Falcons. I think the Steelers get another win uh, before we head out. This is the Steelers crazy. Chris Wormley and Fringe show. Uh, let's just get your, your score prediction for it's crazy the turnaround. Cause I feel like, you know, Monday and then they just play right again on Sunday. And I, I hope that they do stay safe on, on the turf. Definitely. That was, here's my score prediction. The score is going to be tune in Thursday to find out on this sick podcast. That's what's called a teaser in the business. There you have it. And you never know who we'll have on. We always have insiders on. We're going to be having giveaways. It's uh, the season of giving, Christmas, the holidays, whatever you celebrate. Let's just celebrate it because guess what? Under one umbrella, we're all Steeler Nation. JY, Mike, Samuel, run it. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.